Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Bazaar. I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah, welcome back. And, and since today is election day, be sure you go out to vote. We're going to be covering some bizarre politics. Mm-hmm. This is going to be real interesting. Yes, because some of the stuff I was able to find, like, I mean, I'm not going to say it was, like, too far left, but it was just, mm-hmm. it, it's it's different. And that's what we like here. So we're not going to mm-hmm. get, like, you know, into, like, too much into the politics, like, Republican versus de- Democrat, left versus right. Yeah. We're not going to get into that because we don't want to get into that territory because it's, <laughs> it's just, it's it's messy. But we're yeah. going to share some, yeah, we're going to share <laughs> some facts that we, um, that we found while scouring the internet on some mm-hmm. um, things that happen in history, some things with um, particular politicians and even some presidents sounds good all right so one of the first things i found mm-hmm. was um you know how today most candidates are compared based on their policies mm-hmm. approach to key issues but back in the day back in the 1880s they actually um did an analysis of the literal skulls of each candidate so they actually like measured them um had like whole phrenology of their whole schools like on display on front pages of newspapers mm, so i guess it was a compliment to be a bonehead <laughs> <laughs> just saying You're so i know <laughs> but yes like that font that was that was like so like mm. it was so interesting like i mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's weird but like it's on the good side of weird i thought that was really cool like, that the is fact super that it was cool newspapers. like that just fits into the genre where i used to just love like you know witches used to like tell like how people died and stuff by looking at skulls and stuff so it's mm-hmm. kind of like in that same like they were looking at their skulls was this like after like their death or was this like they were just looking at like the sizes of their like did you did you hear um, did you know like the difference if it was like yeah yes it was actually while they were running so I guess they took measurements of like their cranium prior to them running that's what I Mm -hmm. had found actually also found Mm. like little um newspaper clipping that showed and I actually um I'll remember I'll make note to put that on um, our Instagram so yeah that's people can see that too Mm -hmm. all right dang that's neat yeah but it's funny you should say that because Mm -hmm. um um, also during the 1860s um Broughton's Monthly published um, four issues um featuring engraved portraits of the 1860 presidential candidates along with their astrological charts so yeah it kind of did get to that whole like you know witchy aesthetic yes yes it did I love and, it can you imagine like having your astrological chart out there like who if, if people <laughs> out there knew that stuff they'll be able to use that against you so much right it's like and like what if there's just haters it's like i'm not voting for that person because like there's scorpio or oh, there's Gemini. Scorpio it's like yeah. give them a chance they're not all right? like that <laughs> right i'm like no one for gemini me. <laughs> right well you're a good gemini oh thank you yeah, you're thank welcome you. Yes, 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 and you're a good Leo. Oh, thanks. I like to think we're like partners yes. in crime. <laughs> yes, these guys don't use this against us. Do not try to use our signs to manipulate us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will come for you. No, we won't. Yes. Right? <laughs> no, we won't. Yes, we will. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, it's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. So, some others um, back in the, all these are kind of back in the day. Mm-hmm. so back like in the 1920s they use you know how like we have now like the buttons to have like the face or the name of the candidate on it bumper stickers all of that oh yeah totally 
Yeah. So back in the day, they had actual buttons. So they would actually be like oh. a shirt button or a jacket button. They would have the candidate's name, I guess, gear Get engraved on it. Like an actual yeah. button. Yes. It would like be a jacket <laughs> button. Like you have to, I guess we have to get kind of close to see it, but it would That's be like some on fancy there. St- I was going to say, you wouldn't have to have a magnifying glass or something. Yes. <laughs> For me. Right? Even back then, I'd have terrible vision. I know it. <laughs> me too. Me too. Like, geez, I'll be walking around with them Coke bottles. You're like, um, who am I voting for again? Yes. I'm have one of those monocles glass. on me. Like, oh, and, okay, yes, I can bifocals. <laughs> Did they have bifocals back then? I, I, I guess know. so. I mean, Benjamin Franklin had like a pretty strong like. I, I agree. They probably did. History is mm-hmm. my favorite subject, but I don't get like too intricate in it. But right. I do like, you know, a lot of history. It's just fascinating to like see where we came from. I mean, even though there's a ton of mistakes and it's very sad, it's it very is. interesting in the same sense. Like yes. watching a train wreck that, you know, like you shouldn't watch, but you're just watching you it. Can't you can't look away. Just, exactly. It's that's just the history it's so true and also along with the buttons they also had the um, hood ornaments so you know how oh. like um some of the like the mercedes have like the mercedes logo on the hood ornament well oh, yeah, they would have actual yeah the actual political faces like kind of engraved on the hood ornaments as well so oh, when they're driving around yeah I- you can see it <laughs> that is um that's something else that's really putting yourself out there isn't ain't that the truth <laughs> yeah like um i i bet all the rich folks did that right or you see who yeah. we're riding with <laughs> right i mean i'm trying to think who's president during that time but it's probably gonna hurt my brain to do that so oh, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember the presidents i can't i mean i know who, uh, who a lot of them are I just don't remember the numbers <laughs> yeah i have like a range of when there were president but mm. i can't remember right in like the 1920s this yes moment. like this one was president for this long yeah <laughs> might google it later yeah th- yeah we could probably include it on instagram <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes yeah, so um in addition to the um, buttons and all of this stuff you know the um hood ornaments they also had lanterns um that they would um hold during torchlight parades so in the mm-hmm. evening the marchers um would um you know, march up the street carrying the assortment of paper lanterns that show the name of their party's candidate. Oh, that's really cool, actually. I like mm-hmm. that idea. It's like putting on a show and then it's like, I don't know, it's classy in a way. That's really neat. It is. It isn't like really kind of like, you know, like you said, classy. It's creative. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we should do that to this day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would so do that. Like, just saying. Yeah, right. I know. Like, make your own way. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, look for this person. Yeah, so one of my favorite ones I found uh, was um, about this um, candidate who ran for president from prison. Uh-huh. So his name was Eugene B. Debs. Um, uh-huh. He was a five-time Socialist Party candidate. Um, they ran for president in the early 1900s. Uh-huh. So during the First World War, um, Debs publicly rallied against the war and military draft. Uh-huh. Um, he was jailed in 1918 for his continued ad- agitation towards the government. Two years Naturally. later, right? Uh-huh. Two years later, he made his fifth and final run um, from a federal prison. He oh. ended up losing, but he received over um, 900,000 votes. 
Man, you go, Eugene Debs. Right. Like, you can't hear me because you're far, long and gone, but maybe you yes. can. Like, you go, man. <laughs> we have a sound just like, we just want to tell you, you did good. <laughs> right, right. Like, somewhere from in the afterlife, just letting you know, man, like, you killed it. I mean, is that yes. the wrong turn of phrase? Um, you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have a drum roll sound on you. <laughs> I know, right? Eventually, with all the bad jokes I come up with. <laughs> but that's really impressive though like wow good for him yes yes it is especially like you know being from prison and he was actually convict Mm -hmm. number 9653 yeah i mean that's crazy they used to go by a number system i mean for so long like it's crazy it was just a number not a person yeah you didn't have a name and everything that's Mm -hmm. been like ever since even i think the 15th century like in some prison logs crazy yeah it is it is Mm -hmm. so we have some individual facts about um u.s politicians you want to take it away sarah sure so it looks like um this was about showman pt barnum was the mayor of bridgeport connecticut he was best known for founding Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yes, I know about this because I listened to Dark History by Bailey Sarian, and mm-hmm. she did an awesome story about him um, and his corruptness. I definitely guarantee listening to it. It's quite entertaining because he was something else, but he was <laughs> brilliant, even though he was a bad guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, anyone that would have anything with clowns, I mean, I think. <laughs> right? You're a sadist. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, you just like to scare people. <laughs> Most people yes. don't like clowns. It's, well, it was a funny story. One of my best friends, like, her mom loved clowns. And I mm-hmm. never used to spend a night over her house. She would have to put all the clowns away when I came home. Oh, gosh. I know. There was always, like, that one, like, adult that had, like, porcelain clowns or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> like, no, I'm not a fan. No, thanks. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think my fear of clowns stem from it, if I have to be honest. <laughs> See, I, I think I watched it too young. As I got yeah. older, like Stephen King did an amazing job creating it. Yeah. When I was younger, of course, I was just terrified. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, he was terrifying. He was. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have anything else on? Um, oh, Martin? yeah. Yeah. Back on topic. Um, <laughs> so interesting enough, this dude, Barnum Bailey, served one year term as a president. And he strove to modernize the city's utilities and brothels. That's surprising for me. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like the guy who would do that. Mm-hmm. But okay. And give prisoners work. So, all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like he had his mind in the right place, even if he was kind of part of a crooked operation. We'll just overlook that. Yeah, yeah. But So that actually reminds me of this movie. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. get sidetracked too much. But right, right. it's called... Yeah, it's called the um, Grave Dancers, and it's about like these uh-huh. group of friends, and they danced on the grave of the city's mm-hmm. undesirables. Mm-hmm. And after reading this poem, and this poem pretty much woke their spirits up, so they started haunting them. And one of the spirits that was haunting was like this man. He uh-huh. was like he did good, gave to the church, did all the stuff, but he kept girls locked up in his basement. But no one would ever thought that. No one didn't know until after he died. I'm just saying, it's the mm-hmm. ones that try to act all pure and mm-hmm. you know, total ratification that we should look out for, if you ask yes. me. Yes, <laughs> yes. If it's too good to be true, it usually is. Exactly. All right. So, let's see. Who do we have next? Um. Well, guys, I'm going to try to pronounce this last name, so bear with me. Um. Mm-hmm. First name, Pete, and I think it's um, Budajig or Budajig. 
Skake. I'm beauty so guy? sorry. Maybe Beauty Be- guy, I say <laughs> I struggle with English too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, um, he plays the. Let's see. Is that the didgeridoo? Oh, the didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the struggle is real. You're <laughs> fine. Words are hard. <laughs> All right. So the South Bend mayor turned United States Secretary of Transportation um, plays piano, guitar, and the instrument that was originated by an Austrian um, Aboriginal people. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah that is really cool. And the didgeridoo, actually, when I was younger, my mom got me one. I've never I could heard play of it. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I could play it, but I kind of forgot how to when I was younger. I could play a didgeridoo. I've never heard of that. That's so cool. I'm looking at that. Yes, it was it was a cool instrument. Like it's mm-hmm. just like it's kind of hard to explain, but like it's it's fun to say didgeridoo. It is, now that you right? know how to pronounce it. Yes. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it a lot. Yes. All right. So let's see. Here next, I think we have Susanna M. Salter. Mm-hmm. Yes, she was. Oh, do you want to take it away? Or do you want me to? I mean, you can go ahead. That's fine. Okay. So it says she was the first woman to be U.S. mayor because of a sexist prank. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> right. So a group of men tried to embarrass her. Um, embarrass actually politically active women who were like trying to vote during that time, and they put a woman on a ticket in Argonia, Kansas. Well, she received two thirds of the vote and agreed to serve. And that's Guess how it was done, Miss Salter. I love that's it. That's how it was done. <laughs> yes, it is. Like that is just great. I it love is. that. It is. And I know there was one. Um, let's see, Emma Clay Henry the fourth. I want to say mm-hmm. um, is the mayor of Lajitas, Texas, and oh, he's known for drinking. Yes, he's known <laughs> for sorry. drinking beer, and he's also <laughs> a goat. Oh, what? Yeah. So in the 1980s, um, a goat named Clay Henry won the mayoral oh, race. You mean like an actual goat? You know that saying? Oh, yeah, you know no. what I mean with this new lingo, like the goat, yes. like the supreme. Like, okay, yes. sorry, my brain. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. No, he was actual goat, as in the animal. Oh, right. Yeah. Other oh. meanings for words. We love right? it. <laughs> right, so he won the mayoral race um, mm-hmm. in this almost ghost town, and today his descendants <laughs> continue his legacy. So they have a little bit of nepotism going on down there with um, Clay Henry. <laughs> I mean, goat was your president. <laughs> I love it. I love it too. It's amazing. Um, well, he was actually the mayor of the town. Right. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, right, and then oh, so a mayor. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking president, but I mean... oh no, can you imagine if I? Could... <laughs> I mean, we're probably be in better standing if it wasn't. Yeah, I I just got carried away with the goat part. I wasn't reading it correctly. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> All right, so um, the next one is um, Sonny Bono, which you guys all know, Sonny and Cher. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the only U.S. congressman with a number one single for "I Got You, Babe." Mhm. And that was really cool. I didn't know he was a, was a um congressman. I didn't either. Interesting. Mhm. 
All right. And then we have one last one for your list. This is Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out he was never nude. Um, when, when he reached his 60s, he will brag about how no one has seen him naked since he was a child. So did that, was he married? Did that include his wife? Like she never saw him naked? Right? Like, did they just do it with clothes on? Probably. <laughs> just Well, I mean, when you look at period dramas, like the Tudors, the guys keep their shirts on. But then again, is that really historically accurate? Right? <laughs> Just... You can't see my waist. <laughs> right? No, you can't see nothing, honey. I mean, those shirts are long, too. Like, they can go to right. your legs. <laughs> Maybe dude, that's what he down. meant. Like, I was pantsless, but my shirt covered my legs in my nether region, so she right. never was privy to see them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so funny speaking of presidents we have mm-hmm. we, i have a lot of research on mm-hmm. warren g harding because his story is one of my like favorites because he mm-hmm. wasn't like the smartest cookie of the bunch but he just mm-hmm. got pretty much put in for for what he could actually do for oh, okay. businesses there was a lot of business in during his um term more so than politics like that sounds like um president jackson in a way because like you know he was a general and like he was hyped up too much and terrible president in my opinion but anyway go on i'm just thinking out loud no no you're fine yeah (laughs) jackson yeah i know (laughs) yeah yeah so his 1920 campaign theme was a return to normalcy you know that kind of sounds <laughs> yeah that makes me think of like prohibition and all that you know yeah. what I'm th- that's what I'm thinking when I think of that because I mean during that era when you read about you know the mm-hmm. 20s and whatnot that's when prohibition was going on essentially yeah yeah and it Gangs. Pretty much made how, like yeah I made a whole new like um level of like crime um, worry about sleeping with the fishes right <laughs> I, I, do, I do love i do love reading about the mafia and the me games too and all that stuff. I, I mean who isn't fascinated by that who it hasn't really watched a crime drama or i mean like in criminal justice back in high school i did my report on john Gotti, and it was mm. it was interesting yes it's, like, it's just like i don't understand people say oh i can't get into that like my favorite movie is goodfellas like i mean <laughs> It's a masterpiece. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. So speaking of gangs, the cabinet of um, criminals that made up, um, well, I shouldn't say, yeah, lack of better terms, the cabinet of criminals, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what his cabinet was made of, Orange mm-hmm. his cabinet. Mm-hmm. They were dubbed as the Ohio gang by the press. So like, essentially, was it like the mafia? Pretty much, yeah. They were doing mm-hmm. like a lot of like illegal stuff um with the gambling cabin, like, yeah and, <laughs> yeah you know and just like um bribery and all this stuff mm-hmm, so it was, just, like, it was mm-hmm. a lot so the phrase you know smoke-filled room was coined by harding's campaign manager um due to all the cigar smoke that um from all the power players responsible for nominating the next presidential candidate so they were all gather in a room so some cigars and discuss who they, yeah mm-hmm. exactly who they want to be the next um president or the next candidate i should say right yeah i can totally picture that yeah yeah so um harding said himself that he didn't feel like he was fit for office Mm. um but the oil industry could benefit from him so an old baron by the name of jake Heyman, um aka the um oil king of oklahoma wanted to acquire um a huge oil reserve known as Mm. the teapot dome Mm -hmm. so the teapot dome belonged to the navy which is why um Heyman could benefit from harding becoming president so Heyman donated um, $13 million 
dollars to Harding's campaign, and as a result, he was promised to be nominated Secretary of the Interior, giving him control over Teapot Dome. Mm-hmm. So after a lot of strategics by campaign by um, Harding's campaign manager Harry Darty, uh, Harding was nominated as the presidential candidate. Mm, that's some shady stuff. It is. Yes, he's like you get. I give him the money. Just get me in there. I want that. I want that oil. Once again, we see some corporate greed going on. We do. Yes, mm. it's on a massive scale too. It is seriously. That's a so, lot of money. It is. It is. And once Harding was nominated, he was asked if there was anything that would come out on him that would be embarrassing. <laughs> of course, he said no. <laughs> right. <laughs> But here's the problem. So Harding was a bit of a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. I mean, his wife Florence was strong and smart. Everything that he pretty much wasn't. Mm-hmm. So their marriage is a bit passionless. Ah, I know. So right. in ni- I know, but see, in 1905, Harding's mm-hmm. best friend named Jim Phillips was hospitalized due to depression from the death of his toddler son understandably so yes harding took it upon himself to comfort and console his friend's wife carrie while his friend was in a local sanitarium and Um, you all know what we mean by console (laughs) oh yeah he consoled her all right exactly Mm -hmm. yes and every Mm. every shape and form Mm. Yes, yeah, so this this part—I mean, how much I old? I shouldn't laugh, but right. it says Harding wrote um, long, passionate love letters to Carrie, some up to forty pages long. Oh, yes, and these letters were really steamy, especially during mm. the time that he wrote them. Mm. And he, in the letters, he referred to his penis as Jerry. <laughs> Alrighty then, Jerry yeah. must have uh, been a happy boy. <laughs> in his letters he actually wrote along the lines of that i want to see if i can actually find them and see if i can like, right, post about them on our I website anything to actually read that right <laughs> yeah so post about it on like their website or instagram or both well i'll definitely remember to do that mm-hmm. so this affair with carrie continued for 15 years um and after the 15 years carrie still had all of those letters so when mm-hmm. she became strapped for cash, she began blackmailing Harding, threatening to expose the letters. So naturally, he paid up. He paid the money, but he still didn't trust her fully. Mm-hmm. Not to, pretty much not to release the letters. Right. So fast forward a little bit. In, ni- in 1917, when Harding was 51, a 20-year-old young woman named Nan Britton reaches out to um to then he was a senator then so she reached out to him via letter okay um and during her teens she had like a huge celebrity crush on harding so Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. how that goes yeah yes i do yes so it says um britain sent him a letter asking for advice on how to land a typist's job upon moving to new york Mm. the subtext of this letter was along the lines of a um what you do in text at 11 (laughs) p.m I bet, like, hello. I'm I'm typing you. I'm typing this letter now because I hear you need a secretary. Wink, wink. Exactly. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what it was. So, of course, he travels to New York. He calls her up. Mm -hmm. Um, when he gets to New York they meet up for the first time Mm -hmm. Um, nothing much else happens except for some kissing that time. But in that July, Harding books a hotel under a fake name, and they do the deed. Mm. Um, 
fun fact, he checked into the hotel under a different name because Mm -hmm. adultery was a crime back then in New York. And I believe it actually still is a crime. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) That that was surprising. Like, I know Frank Sinatra got arrested for adultery. Right. Like, that's interesting. Yes, it's like, wow. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. laws are laws, but I digress. (laughs) I'm sure it's not like back in the day where it's like, oh, like they're committed, they committed adultery. So, like, yeah, burner at the stake or like, (laughs) you know, prison time. I bet it's just like a fine or something, you know, or it's like you have to like give half of your belongings to your significant other. It's something like that. It can't be like prison time. Come on. Exactly. Someone get mad at their ex. He had an affair. <laughs> lock them right? up. Like, yes, lock them up. Throw away the key. Yes. They'll get a lot of hookups in jail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrible. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> I laughed. So that Only me. some of them deserve that. <laughs> this is true. All right. So it says, um, after once he gets to the hotel, um, the police mm-hmm. barge in, of course, suspecting adultery. Oh, one, yeah, one of the officers finds Harding's hat with his initials and lets him off the hook. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So two years later, um, in February of 1919, um, Nan Britton finds out that she's pregnant. Um, at this time, Harding takes the presidency and stating that there's nothing he's hiding. So he's hiding the fact that he has a pregnant mistress. Right? So they, as they say, there's nothing that can come out on you. The worst possible thing that can come out on him is existing. <laughs> I mean, it seems like he's a pretty powerful guy. Like, he has nothing to really lose. I mean, he um, does, but he's, he's, like, two steps ahead, it seems like. And this is true. So mm-hmm. once the once the presidency is secured, Carrie Phillips, his old mistress, wants to renegotiate her black her blackmailing terms. Mm-hmm. So one of the campaign staffers offers her twenty thousand dollars plus two k a month, an all expense paid trip around the globe to keep her mouth shut. All righty then. That's a smart woman. Yeah, I was like, go ahead, go ahead, cash in. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. wrong because she's exploiting his feelings and all yeah, this stuff. But exactly. at the same time, it's she's like being petty because she's like, you know what? Like, even though our marriage sucked, like mm. I still feel bad because you're with this young thing and like she's pregnant and. Well, no. See, Carrie was the, his first mistress. Oh, Carrie was. Oh, okay. I was thinking of his wife. Never no, no, mind. No, no, no. Your friend. No, Carrie was his first mistress. That was his. I get this guess at this point his ex best friend's wife. Oh, um, <laughs> right, 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 right. I gotcha. Yes. And yes. um, yeah, she was the one that was paid all that money. Never so, mind. So, like, she was the first object of his affection. Of course, she's a little yes. salty. Yeah. She, so, once he got the presidency, she's like, okay, I'm going to give you more money now. Pay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you yes. used to write 40 page love letters about me. Well, um, okay. Exactly. Here's my yes. proposition for you. Exactly. Yeah, so with Britain, um, with Nan Britain, Harding, then he pretty much was in love and enamored with her. So he didn't want to stop seeing her. Mm-hmm. So of course, the campaign had no choice but to um, maneuver ways from to see each other, usually around as rare as they could, like around once every few months or, you know, have their conversations or their meetings really hush hush to prevent right. anyone from finding out about them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was kind of like, you know, my little like messy segment on Orangey Harding. Like, you know, you don't, I mean, I know people have personal lives, but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna lie, I did want to do a segment on JFK, but we would have been here like hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll find another occasion too. It's just there is a lot on JFK. Yes, we might have to do a whole episode on him, but I don't, right. I don't want this to turn into like a political history podcast because it could really, yeah, right. Because it's not like exactly like our like main things we do, but I just thought yeah. it was something to, fun to do for um since today is election day yes it is election eve i suppose because tomorrow is election day yes well by the time this airs it will be election day oh that's true right because i do drop tomorrow (laughs) yes yes so hey guys please get out there and make a difference get out there and vote yes let your voice be heard you know Mm -hmm. um it's just you think that one vote just doesn't really matter it does i mean you know Mm -hmm. it all adds up so definitely get out there and vote and be safe out there because i'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out and about Mm -hmm. yes this is very true all right so the next president we're only going to do um two presidents this is the second one Mm -hmm. um it which happens to be the most controversial president thomas jefferson you want to take it away sarah Sure. So Mr. Jefferson was known to keep over 600, um, let's see, um, enslaved people on his plantation, including his own children. Mm-hmm. All righty then. Um, so I guess he was into child labor. Yeah. And let's see. Um, he was calm and philosophical on the surface, but underneath he was arrogant, probably due to being born into the lap of luxury and elite lifestyle. Well, we've seen that before. Yes, most definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So, Tom, it looks like Thomas Jefferson invented the swivel chair. He did, yeah. I was actually surprised to figure to find that out when I read it. I was like, I gotta see if this is actually true. So, I was right. like, okay, wow, it was. Yeah. All right. I never would have known that. That's awesome. Right? Um. Let's see. He also rewrote the Bible. He cut all the miracles out of the New Testament and glued them back together, calling it the life and morals of Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. Well, see, that's actually like where the whole thing. I think I'm not gonna say that's where it comes from because right. I'm only speaking boldly. But no, no, like, good point. Yeah, that the Bible was kind of like take like books were taken out of the Bible and things yeah. and or things were like like miss like misconstrued and all that stuff Mm -hmm. supposed to say like it that he wasn't responsible for Mm -hmm. part of that being true that's interesting um i've only Mm -hmm. heard of like you know henry the eighth or you know maybe other oh yeah (laughs) i I didn't know that he actually did that too i mean i guess the bible's just been loosely translated a ton over the years yes yes henry the eighth he was a hot mess like we'll have to like do something about do an episode on him because like he actually created a whole religion because he wanted to get a divorce right i know exactly i was like if that's i just that still baffles me to this day that he did that exactly and then i love how like you know the daughter that he didn't want actually becomes like the best ruler they ever had exactly yes the one that yeah it was just it's just like you remember like those dear like dear america royal diary mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. i used to love reading those I used to me love reading too those. <laughs> yes they were so good yes actually um the one about queen elizabeth um yes actually went on 
sale on Amazon. I actually bought it. <laughs> I did. I bought oh, it. I read it. I was oh, like, yes. It's so good. I used to love that one. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I need to see The Crown because I've heard that's about Queen Elizabeth. And I've well, seen a lot of things about Queen Elizabeth, yeah, but I haven't you seen did, that. You didn't watch The Crown. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a season. I'm about to be two seasons behind when season five mm-hmm. comes out, but I'm mm-hmm. two seasons behind. But the early seasons tells about pretty much what we didn't know about her. Like, when she felt like when her father died and she became uh-huh. queen, uh-huh. you get to see a lot about her sister. Uh-huh. Say pretty much a lot about things we didn't know and why Elizabeth did done did the things that she did. I won't give you any spoilers, mm-hmm. but no, 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 definitely awesome. watch it. It's really mm-hmm. eye opening. Awesome, I love that. Okay, I sure will. All right, so back to Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right, so back to Mr. J. Um, he had a god complex and he was a hypocrite. Mm. I mean, that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Considering the first few things we just read about him. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So Washington, D.C. is located where it's located because of Jefferson. He wanted the the nation's capital to be near his personal estate in Monticello, which I'm sure a ton of us have been to Monticello. I remember in elementary school, I went there. Field trips. Yeah. Yes. It's cool, though. I liked it there. It is. is. I could totally go back. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I just thought you were going to comment something else. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, so Jefferson kept slaves, but he kept them out of sight, especially during functions. On paper, Jefferson was morally opposed to slavery. But in reality, he enslaved over 600 people. And they didn't just work the fields. They worked his industrial village called Mulberry Road. Um, there was a textile factory, blacksmith, a dairy, and carpenters. Man, he worked these people to the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That says a lot. It does. Like I said, hypocrite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the, yeah. Yes, exactly. In capital letter letters. Yes. And let's see, at a nail factory, enslaved boys that made the most nails were awarded with extra food, whereas ones that did not work fast enough were punished. Okay, come on, sir. Like, it's just, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, doing the research, doing some of the research on this is kind of like, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it's always like hard to read stuff like this. um, Right. It's just, you know, for the sake of research, I wanted. I want to educate the people because some people don't do extensive like research. So I wanted to be sure that I was just like, no, absolutely. I mean, there. this is like things that we should know. Like, I mean, it hurts to know this, but like, mm-hmm. it's good to know this. Like, you know, the truth mm-hmm. hurts, but it's necessary. It is. It is. It's mm-hmm. so very so is. And like this thing stuff that they don't really teach you mm-hmm. in school. You just learned that Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. He mm-hmm. did all this stuff like, you know, but they don't tell you like the 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 dark side yeah the dark side mm-hmm. because every, they don't do that so it's just like right your own vices to find it yourself exactly and that's why i like the dark history channel bailey sarian does too because she mm-hmm. does go into the dark part of history which yeah. is great so that's what this kind of reminds me of exactly yes all right so it looks like in the house most servants came from the hemmings family with betty being the matriarch Betty had belonged to Jefferson's father-in-law and had 12 children, six of which were the offspring of Jefferson's father-in-law, John Wales. John Wales kept his own children enslaved per law, but they were treated better than the other slaves. Once John dies, his daughter Martha and Thomas Jefferson inherit the whole Hemings family, including infant Sally, who looks a great deal like Martha. It's a lot to unpack. 
It is. It is. Like, it's <laughs> like it makes your head kind of swim a little bit because you're just like, yeah. what in the world? Yeah. Exactly. So, nine years later, Martha dies and makes Jefferson promise that he'll never marry again. Jefferson keeps that promise, but takes 14 year old Sally as a concubine. Mind mm-hmm. you, at this point, Jefferson is 44 years old and owns Sally. Um, they go to Paris, France. Um, no one likes to use the word rape when talking about Sally and Jefferson. They say they're in love. There's even a movie that depicts this. In reality, it was statutory rape and could possibly classify it as grooming. I yeah. totally see that. Yes, yeah, so yeah, there's actually a movie. And I think, I, I don't mm-hmm. want to say it was by Alex Haley because I Alex mm-hmm. kind of ca- he came from the Hemings family. He wrote Boots and all of that. I don't right. know one hundred percent sure if it was by him, mm-hmm. but this, but the movie pretty much tells the story. And it's from her children's account that she actually was in love with Jefferson and he did love her. Right. And they, you know she um, everything that pretty much like you know it, they, they tried to write it up say it wasn't right because she loved him. I was like no, but the thing is it still was. It was still statutory. Right. And regardless because... of if it was like quote unquote consensual on her end. Yeah. It was, still statutory. It was no. Really, Mm-hmm. like he at this point he owns her so how can she feel that she can say no like right that's how yeah. i thought i was like he's constantly around her and everything mm-hmm. like i mean like you said she's property so yeah absolutely exactly well um due to you know the results of that um sally became pregnant and it looks like her and Jefferson uh, left Paris, and at that time in France, any pregnant enslaved person that entered the country could petition for their freedom, mm-hmm. um, and usually the courts in Paris always sided with the enslaved. Jefferson, knowing this and knowing Sally's reluc- reluctance due to being you know, 14, um, he wagered with her. He told her that if she came back to Virginia with him, he would make her life easy and that her children would be emancipated by the age of 21. So in other words, Sally would not know of freedom, but her children and grandchildren would. Lovely. Right. So like mm-hmm. he knew that she would because like he knew her being 14 she was scared being 14 pregnant i'm in a foreign mm-hmm. country so he knew to use that against her he used her fear against her. he's okay well, right i, know she I can mean he knew he would lose yeah he knew mm-hmm. he would lose so like she like you know at this point like i said that goes into the whole grooming thing she knew at this point she was groomed so that mm-hmm. was the only thing that she knew she's like, okay well it doesn't sound that bad because he treats me well mm-hmm. so i'm going to just go back home right man mm-hmm. he tricked her that's he so did. awful mm-mm Yes. All I, right. Oh, sorry. No, you can go ahead. <laughs> so over the years, Sally gave birth to six more of Jefferson's children, with two of them not surviving past age two. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Jefferson has the children learn skill trade, skill trades, um, but, you know, it looks like he did make good on his promise and he did free them, but he never spoke to them again. Or no, it looks like the children never spoke to him again. Rightfully so. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. I mean, the way that he treated them, like, did you even like treat them like a father or like, no, no, right? not father of the year at all. Not person of the year at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So Jefferson's hypocrisy was exposed during his first term. 
Um, being further hypocritical, Jefferson sought out to utilize any variation of the Sedition Act, a law that made it illegal to talk negative negatively about the president. Um, he was avidly against this act back when he was beefing with John Adams, and the act prevented him from speaking ill of Adams. But once it benefits him, he wants to use it to hush up the press and all the business about Sally. Naturally so. Yes, he's like, okay, now that's what I said. He was, he was a hypocrite. Mm, seriously. <laughs> he was. What is your sign, sir? I need to know. Like, what, like exactly. Like, I mean, we need to look that up. And just we were talking about how that wasn't a thing. I'm just curious. I mean, if you guys like agree with me, you know, do you ever just kind of be like, hmm, this human being, like, is their astrological sign somewhat tied to their personality? Or I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm just a curious cat. Right. Um, but let's see. This is one thing that, you know, we've heard time and time again in history class, as you just mentioned earlier. Jefferson passed on July 4th, 1826, 15, 50 years after signing the Declaration of Independence. Um, so, yeah, the Declaration of Independence, you know, of course, was signed July 4th, 1776, but he passed on 1826. Um, on that same day, Jefferson's friend turned enemy turned frenemy died and his last words were rumored to be Tom and Thomas Jefferson survives after his son heard his father say Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, that was John Adams. Him and John, uh, John Adams died on the same exact day. That's what I was thinking. That was John yeah. Adams? Okay, yes. yeah, because that mm-hmm. was, like, the dude that he was always, like, beefing with. Yes, and I did do a quick Google search. Um, mm-hmm. Looks like Thomas Jefferson is an Aries. <laughs> well in case you guys were uh wondering (laughs) now i know (laughs) i wonder hmm, like what month was he born in uh i think april okay april April aries i wonder if that like if the month i feel like the month makes a difference or at least like i don't know Uh, well i found his birth his birth his um astrological chart (laughs) nice (laughs) I love it. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, looks like he's a Sagittarius moon. Oh. And he is a... I'm trying to see what his rising is. Oh, please don't say Scorpio. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio rising and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be associated with him. <laughs> right, I'm trying to see. And to all you Aries out there, like you're not associated with Thomas Jefferson. Don't think that. Like he was a special case. Yes, yeah, he was. He, he was a very special case. I'm trying yes. to see here. I don't want to take up too much time trying to go through this man's chart. Oh, but, you're good. Like, you're good. I mean, you know, I'm sure like there are people like us who are like, hmm, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was curious. So I was like, what's his sign? <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Yeah, it's not either. It doesn't see, tell the rising. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's fine. Aries, well, I mean. Hmm. Yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely Aries. And then he has the hmm. Sagittarius moon. Hmm. Sorry, guys. You're <laughs> right. If you guys more. are Aries and Sagittarius moon, um, it's nothing personal. 
right it's nothing like guys don't worry about it you're nothing like this guy <laughs> thank thank goodness yeah yes. but like you know that's what I like you know i kind of like to dive deep into stuff and I, like mm-hmm. i said today was the perfect opportunity to do so because absolutely you know like i said today as of today is election day and mm-hmm. getting out and voting is so um is so so important not just like you know the presidential yes. elections so many people just say, okay i vote every four years for the president but like you know it's important to also vote for like your midterms and your local too it's you know because that's you know local is actually going to make a difference in your community like you know yeah you, know, you want things to change and of course midterms like mm-hmm. it's just as important i don't understand why midterms are never as as never viewed as as much important as presidents because the president right. can't do anything if senate and house are not on board <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying that's what i tried explaining to like you know a family member of mine i'm not going to call them out um <laughs> but like you know they were just complaining about the president and i'm like okay but you can't completely blame the president you have to think there's checks and balances like mm-hmm. you know one works with the other or they work against each other like you know it's if they have the same ideas or they cancel each other out you know like mm-hmm. that's just how it goes like yeah there's checks and balances it's not just the president it's not just the senate it's all together this is very true and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get that like there's like okay we'll mm-hmm. just vote for the president like you know they vote for republican or democrat you don't understand right. if you get a democratic president but most of the congress is republican right. a lot's not going to get done like, that's you know, what i'm so. saying <laughs> yeah and like vice versa because yeah. that's just how it goes you know majority rules essentially mm-hmm Yes, yes. So, just please get out there and vote. Like I said, mm-hmm. wh- wh- whatever side you're on, we respect you. Whether you're yes. red or blue, we respect you. You know, it's just get out there and like you know, let your voice you know be heard. People have their own belief systems. We're not here to judge you mm-hmm. nor persuade you. Just get out there and let your voice be heard. You know, and mm-hmm. do your part. Yes. Is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up the episode? This episode is actually relatively shorter than what we usually do. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. I just found this really fun. Like, I really liked the bit about the skulls at the beginning. That was really, yeah. like, interesting. And I don't know why I was thinking, like, it was after, like, they were dead. Like, it, I don't know. I guess I was just thinking of that whole, like, cliche phrase, like, when you die, like, that's when instant, like, your stuff goes through the roof with sales and stuff. So I'm like, well, yes. maybe, like, you know, they were compared, like, by, like, their president's, like, how good they were by like their skulls i'm like okay that's cool but then like to actually measure them when they were alive i'm like okay neat yes yeah it it is really really neat it is but the way you were thinking it also makes sense too like i said i have to go back and look because the way you're saying may have been correct but the way i interpreted it Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. sounds like it was when they were alive i don't know if i'm right i I mean that'd be like morbid (laughs) if most other way but what can i say guys that's my brain Yeah, yeah the reason why they didn't pass these laws because they're hip too small <laughs> right or they died right <laughs> they're yes. like well they were a good president because their skull looked like this they're already dead though but you know i mean right? rest in peace yes <laughs> or pieces i was just about to say that so we have the same <laughs> dark <humor. Love> it. <laughs> that's awesome 
We do, yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I do like this episode. Like I said, I know guys is different than what we usually do. We usually do things along like mm-hmm. horror, but yeah. if you don't, if you don't elect the right officials, then you can quickly be living in an American horror story. So this is very <laughs> true. Like the stand and many yes. other things we've seen, almost like 1984, where our rights could be taken away. Yes. I mean, I mean this is a pretty critical one. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's like you know we're living art. Life imitates art right now. So yes, exactly. Yes. So, like I said, guys, um, get out there. Let your voice be heard. Yes. Spread the word. Like, just, you know, I mean, talk to people and let them know, like, voting is important, even though it just seems like it's, you know, I guess a boring thing because you go in there. There's no, like, frills or whistles or anything, but Mm -hmm. it's an important decision. It is, like, actually letting your voice be heard by, like, just putting in a ballot because it's, like, what you believe in, what you stand by, if you think of it that way. Mm-hmm. yes it, it's so true so get out there you know even if you guys want to make your little paper lanterns oh my gosh i want to <laughs> right like next this- election we should bet like yes bet like definitely <laughs> we'll make mm-hmm. our own paper lanterns and we'll post them <laughs> yes i want to i like craft stuff i really enjoyed when i did gish so i yes. missed doing crafty things yeah yeah i haven't done crafts in so long it is so really mm-hmm. therapeutic there's something therapeutic mm-hmm. about it I know I'm just like I'm one of those people where like I have to find a project to get crafty like I want to do it but like there's possibilities and I don't even know where to start it's like my ADHD brain just can't like (laughs) pick one yes yes I totally get what you're saying but Mm -hmm. guys we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode you guys have a great night stay bizarre and don't forget to vote yes guys have a great night um get out there and vote and we'll see you next time carry on